0: Well, good goddamn happy Friday! Friday! ha That was a little Ha-ha. too loud, maybe.
1: Ha-ha. Ha-ha.
0: Uh Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. welcome. Happy Friday. Welcome we to the are party. We're
1: so glad you're here.
0: Uh, we're also so glad to not be breathing in really bad air.
1: It's just right outside.
0: It's just right outside. So, as you guys, most of you know, we had plans to go. Uh, up to Ventura, we were gonna go putt 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 a little, a little uh, putt
1: a putt. We were gonna putt some balls. We were gonna play some mini mini golf, some miniature golf because we love mini stuff here at Hyper <laughs> RPG. We love miniature dogs, miniature zacks, miniature figures, and miniature golf. We love everything small here at Hyper RPG. It's cuter. It's uh more squeezable. It's easier to hold up above your head on Pride Rock. Uh, so that's that's why we love miniature things and we were going to play at golf 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 time we yeah. were going to do miniature golf <laughs> anyway it's it's on fire outside
0: <laughs> jesus christ what a breakdown what a breakdown yeah. i didn't
1: sleep last night and i had a coffee so we're yeah we're groovy did you also go to bed at 4am i didn't go to bed i did that thing where i just sat in bed and i was like sleep fucking sleep oh my god sleep and it didn't damn happen. dude didn't happen
0: that's even worse than me
1: i did that thing though do you ever do the thing where your heart's racing, you're trying to sleep and stuff and you're like, kind of like dreaming, but you're not asleep. It's like, I'm like, I'm like dreaming right now, but I could open my eyes at any moment. And I'd be like, maybe I'm asleep. And then I'd be like, nope, still awake.
0: I, I, for whatever reason, like I think it was two nights ago, I tried to go lay down and I lay down on my back. I couldn't fall asleep. I lay down on my stomach and I felt like I couldn't breathe. Like I felt like I was Mm, suffocating. So I laid down on my side and then eventually like I just went to bed and I think it was just like, I was just like stressed. Yeah. I've been having these like
1: I've been having these neck problems, and I think it's related to my pillows. Oh, uh, yeah. I think I've finally deduced that. Um, and, uh, man, it's been so hot. Like, yeah. I, it's just it's a whirlwind of things. And also, I think I had a, a Coca-Cola a little too late yesterday, around like 8 p.m., which used to not affect me, but I think now it's starting to maybe. Of like, Ooh, I like, oh, my head caffeine. Welcome to old age, I had, uh, dude. Caffeine too <laughs> late. And now my, heart's
0: uh, I, I, I <laughs>
1: I, I, palpitating.
0: I, I, I watch a YouTuber. His name's Matt Diavella. He did a, a Netflix documentary on minimalism. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Uh, he, he has a really great YouTube channel. I love watching his videos. But he talked about how he doesn't have coffee after one o'clock in the afternoon because it. The, like it sits in your system for so long, mm-hmm. it makes it harder to go to bed. And I was like, What time does he go to bed? And he goes to bed at like 9 or 10. Oh, uh, like, well. <laughs> are you kidding me? What a square. Who? <laughs> I mean, it's 4 o'clock and I'm still sucking this down.
1: I would love to go to bed at like 9 or 10 p.m. Yeah. Uh, but since I've moved to Los Angeles, that's just not like a thing culturally.
0: No. Here. Because no. people
1: start their work day. Yeah. Like even at like, even at like my my bank of uh my u.s bank opens at ten forty five. you know what i mean like people that's weird yeah like people start their work day at like 10 here yeah at the <clears> throat> earliest throat> and we start ours at one yeah so it's like i'm not going to bed at 9 p.m that's eight hours after i start work
0: i've i've tried i've definitely tried when we first started camp social distance i was trying to be in bed by 10 o'clock because you know some nights we would just go like pretty long yeah it worked for the first few months, but then we would like shift the schedule around and things would move, and we'd either yeah. like end the stream way early or end way later. And it's just like, ah, uh, m- balancing this is like very tricky. Yeah. Now we're in the position because we usually will end by nine. And if I don't do a watch along after, I could be in bed by 10. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, like, We'll end the stream and my adrenaline is just like running because I'm like, what are we doing tomorrow? What totally. are we doing tomorrow? Yeah. What are we
1: doing? Yeah. And there's a there's a part where it starts to feed itself where you sit in bed and you can't sleep because you're thinking about how you can't sleep. And yeah. You're like, man, I, oh, man. Now I'm only going to get four hours of sleep. And then you're sitting there thinking about that, and then you're like, oh, now I'm only going to get three hours of sleep. Right. And it's like, at this point, should I even go to sleep? So anyway, I didn't yeah. sleep much last night, uh, if at all. I might have gotten a few minutes. Uh, but anyway, uh, we are not playing miniature golf because clearly the world not. is on fire. Yeah. Uh, the western half of, uh, not half, but, well, I mean, kind of half. The western half of the western states are on yeah. fire.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been a pretty rough uh, week for so many cities and in mm-hmm. different parts of the state. Yeah, with all the fires happening and stuff. So, yeah, it's it's super unfortunate. I mean, yeah, it's it sucks that it's become such a norm in California. Yeah. for the last twenty some years mm-hmm. to have these fires that when it happens, you're like, yeah, it's fire season. Yeah, but then like you don't re- like that's that shouldn't be happy. You know, like it, it shouldn't, shouldn't be, be such a normal thing.
1: Well. I read some really interesting stuff. I, I try to keep somewhat up on this um, mm-hmm. of just, like, you know, climate change and, and what we can do. And, and uh, you know, a lot of it is absolutely just it's like this this would not be happening in this mm. sort of severity if it weren't for, like, human involvement in the last right. 300 industrial years. Right. But also there is a... Um, uh, there's like a thing where these forests on the western uh, coast—they need to burn. It's just part of their, um, like, they their bark needs to burn. Uh, it's good for some of them. It, it's actually like it builds like a stronger, mm. like I don't like even base know, like or yeah, I don't even know. Uh, like redwoods like burning. Um, they, it's good for them. Um, but a lot of these burns—I mean, I wouldn't say it's good for all these trees. Some of them like it. It's right. good for some of their barks. Uh, some of them, it's just that. Like burning is like very uh, scheduled and kind of natural in a certain part of the year, but because of our development mm-hmm. uh, and human um, structures and such, and and the way that all of our forests are. Uh, they're hap like they're they It's basically squeezing these fires into areas and such that shouldn't be. Yeah. And it's spreading in ways that it, it hasn't in thousands of years. Yeah. Because people weren't here. Right. Right. Uh, so it's like it's a really interesting kind of like, wh- oh, like human involvement has really messed up this yeah.
0: ecosystem. For sure. For sure. One of my best friends is a firefighter. He was a firefighter in Burbank up until last year, I believe yeah and so he's he's fought a lot of the fires in los angeles over the last couple years um and i know it was it um last year was it last year that we had the fire that was going on for like a month and a Mm -hmm. half or something yeah um he was fighting all those fires and he was pretty much stationed up in like not ventura county maybe it was ventura county he was there for like 14 days straight yeah and they would have like an on day and then an off day where they would like sleep on the rig and then like go right back to work and they did that every day for 14 days yeah. 16 days or something and like yeah it was it was nuts it was absolutely crazy i was texting with him Almost every single day, just trying to get updates, see how he's doing, how the firemen are doing. And, you know, they had some injuries. And, yeah. And they had to, like, call people in from, like, Northern California, San Diego County. All, all, like, the surrounding counties had to go fight this fire. Yeah. And it was nuts.
1: Yeah, we just, uh, we um, we have a family friend who is, like, a hotshot firefighter that get called in on, on jobs. And he's been fighting it just nonstop. Yeah. Uh, and he has a cabin up <clears throat> in the Sequoias that just burned down last week. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And we were up there last, last winter. I went and visited them up in that cabin. It was an awesome place. And yeah. yeah. It just burned down a couple days ago. Jeez. Uh, but yeah, like with the human involvement here, we're fighting fires that we're fighting them because they're a threat to people. Uh, but like if we weren't here then all of this brush on the ground floor would be getting burned right. almost yearly mm. but we're fighting them before that happens so then these very severe fires come through and they just have all this fuel yeah. that we've been basically being like uh don't go don't come over here then when it does get over there it's just it's insane there's just so much fuel for it
0: <clears throat> and then you've got the smart people who have gender reveal parties and cause fires oh my
1: gosh what is this why 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 <laughs> it's why? so dumb i it's i got to so tell dumb. you all out there i got to tell you there are about three people uh, in your very, very immediate family who give a shit about this gender <laughs> reveal. Yeah. And you can just call them. And tell them. You can just call them up. Send a fucking card. And they'll love that. They're yeah. not going to be able to make it to that party. They live across this, the U.S. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's weird. It's, such, it's, a a, it's such a like
0: Instagram trend thing that yeah. I'm like, dude, please stop doing this. Yeah. Stop burning shit down. Our good because buddy
1: uh, Matt Sohinky is playing in the Twitch Rivals right now. Oh, uh, cool. He's uh, playing Fall Guys right now on a team. And I think he's got a good shot because he's got a really good team. Uh, Twitch Rivals on the front page. You can watch it, but you could also go to Sohinky's page and watch that. Because um, you guys know how
0: good Sohinky is. Sohinki, I miss seeing certain people in the studio. I miss hanging with Matt. Yeah. M- Matt's a cool guy. I, I've never – i so I admittedly have not – Hung out with him too much outside of uh, him coming I, here. I don't think I have at all. Besides, um,
1: we would do some kolak photo shoots.
0: Yeah, but like we for, we for play stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, and he's 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 a really cool guy. Yeah, I've I've really missed a lot of people this year that we haven't had a chance to see. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. Uh, so we're gonna be playing magic after this from five to seven, then seven to about eight eight thirty. We'll be doing uh, hyper hip clips with Mister Piano Pants. Mister Piano. Uh, we've Piano got Pants. about we've got about twenty clips queued up. For uh, for today, so really excited Dude. to dive into some of those. Um, I had a really good meeting today um, with Matt, Emily, Abria, and Bert. On Monday, we're going to be launching a new RPG show. Mm-hmm. It's called Game Masters Gauntlet.
1: Game Masters Gauntlet,
0: and it's going to be four players because we're only doing four episodes of it. Uh, because it's we're trying to we're trying to slot in some RPGs. Um. Right before these guys uh, go to go on the road trip, mm-hmm. so we're gonna do this four episode run of Game Masters Gauntlet. It will be a rotating, it will be a, and it will be a show where we rotate the GM every episode. So Emily will be starting, and then we'll find out who GMs the next three episodes. Yep. But we're gonna have a rotating squad of GMs, and they're all gonna pass the baton to each other and continue on the story and wrap it up in four episodes. So it'll be a lot of fun. I'm very excited to be working with Emily on it. We're, you're going to be seeing more stuff uh, about it throughout the weekend. Had a Zoom call with everybody. We're, we're really pumped. It's going to be fun. And you'll get more details over the weekend. And then on Monday at 7, it will premiere.
1: And what time is that going to be? Monday at 7? 7, seven uh, o'clock. This Monday. This or this, Monday. this coming Monday yeah. at 7 p.m. S-
0: September 14th, Pacific. 7 p.m. Pacific time. So we... we, we Emily pitched this idea to me about doing a show where we could kind of hand the baton to different GMs yeah, who can kind of like continue on the story. And a lot of it oddly came came from like us talking about Star Wars a lot. You know, how it went yeah. from J.J. J. Abrams to Ryan Johnson to Colin Trevorrow and then back to J.J. J. And we're like, and, and then Emily kind of brought up like, well, what if we did that with an RPG where the audience can interact with the story and they could make, you know, they could drop in changes mm-hmm. and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So... We, she thought about this idea of like having rotating GMs come in and like hand the baton off, and, and like, everybody gets to tell their version of the next part.
1: Not only that, but what a relief for a GM to only have to come up with the story for one of the four. Yeah. Like- it's so much work and yeah. we're all very busy people. Like yeah. it's a great idea.
0: Yeah. And I thought it would be, I thought it'd be really cool because of that exact thing. You know, like a, whoever the GM is for that week, they know that like, cool. I have a week to really like, mm. what do I want to tell yeah. that continues on the story? So it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm really excited to have these four uh, working together to tell the story. And uh, you know we have some things we need to work out in terms of like the visuals and the overlay, but we've definitely talked about incorporating uh, voting from the audience. You know, there's going to be some fun incentives for you guys and some goals that will be unlockables for characters and locations and stuff. So we have a whole lot of stuff planned. It's going to take the whole weekend for us to really like yeah. kind of dial it in for the first episode. Um, but I will be asking everybody who who watches to give us suggestions. Uh, for the following week, because we we basically talked that, you know, like, we want to be precious with it to a certain extent, yeah. but we definitely want to know, like, if there's some mechanic or something that we think we could do better for the next three episodes that we want to improve on. Heck yeah. Um, so I'm very excited to just be working with those guys, and they're a great group of people, and they have lots of great ideas, and, you know, they're very experienced. They've GMed. Every single one of those people has GM something on this channel, and I thought, you know, the audience would have a really fun time getting to see those people again, mm-hmm. so... Game Masters Gauntlet that'll be starting on Monday at seven PM, and it'll be four episodes long, rotating cast of GMs, and it'll be a whole lot of fun. And if you guys really like it, you know, when uh, we come back from this road trip, Just keep doing it. In the fall, you know, we might, we, you know, we could cast a whole new set of GMs to to do yeah. it. So I'm I'm looking forward to See, it.
1: Chaotic One says they started a new Star Wars RPG group. Uh, that Chaotic One is GMing every Tuesday because of watching Bert on Pencils and Parsecs. Nice, that's nice. Dope. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. That's the best.
0: Yeah, we, you know.
1: <laughs> I miss playing Edge of the Empire. That was a, that was a cool system. I never played it. I just watched it and got uh, very familiar with it. Yeah. I, that's a great system.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. I think, it'll be, I think it'll be really fun. So let people know in the Thumber community who are not here now, let them know that's going to be happening. We'll be posting stuff on socials all weekend, um, and we'll make sure that we get everybody else on board with their own little fun little graphic mm-hmm. that they can promote the show with. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, everything's coming together pretty quick, but we're, we're really stoked to do something Uh, that's a little bit more that ties a little bit more into what we used to do before the pandemic happened yeah so get
1: back to uh playing games with our pals yeah yeah it also gives lucas and
0: i an opportunity to you know work on work on other things yeah (laughs) because
1: right now we are on camera six of our eight hour workday eight to ten hour workday we're on camera six to eight hours of it
0: yeah yeah and we already are you know we already lost zach so we can't lose any more people. Otherwise, yeah. I'll be doing the show by myself lost down here. Him.
1: We don't. We can't find him.
0: Yeah, he's gone. I don't know yeah, where he is.
1: Uh, they said he was on aisle six, but like, can't find him. He's Haven't lost seen in the him store. since
0: 1984. Not since
1: 1984, when when God was a boy.
0: <laughs> uh, we're also continuing to do our giveaways for our clubhouse. Uh, more information about that, I have to. I have to we we have, to have to figure out. We have to like solidify the date. If that's yeah. going to be like another month and a half before we do it, or if we're going to do it uh, this upcoming weekend. Yeah,
1: but yeah. Reminder: Every $500 uh, that we raise here every day at Hyper RPG, we are giving away a membership to our clubhouse. There's gonna be an offline special stream for those of you who are in it, and we'll do fun things. It's gonna be at the end of the month, probably. Still deciding, as Adam said. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll, like last uh, last weekend, we had one, and I played Mind Night, and you did Double uh, Feature: Beetlejuice and the uh, Goonies. And yeah, I good keep times. getting
0: I keep getting new Blu-rays too. I just got Ghost in the Shell in 4K. I got. Uh, Full Metal Jacket, so I got new stuff for people to watch anytime, oh yeah, any place, anywhere. Pretty stoked on that. So yeah, just make sure you guys are staying to, s- staying up to date on on Discord and all the socials, and uh, you know, be a good time. Oh geez, I'm like getting all sorts of updates about this like release date schedule mm-hmm. shift for all these movies. Someone tweeted at me and said supposedly Deadline is reporting Warner Brothers may plan to release both Dune and Wonder Woman at the same time. What? That's dumb. What's
1: What's the play there? What's the game?
0: I don't know. That's a really bad idea in my opinion. Yikes. Uh, let's just jump that's into bizarro. this topic, I guess, since, yeah. I already, since I already segued into it unintentionally. Yeah, that's taught. Wonder Woman has been moved to December 25th. So that movie is now officially moved, I think, five times. That is Christmas Day. Yep. Christmas Day 2020. It was originally supposed to come out... Uh, I believe in like June of last year Then it got moved to December Mm -hmm. Then it got moved to June again of this year Then it got moved to October And now it's being moved to Christmas Uh, So you know that is what it is Zyder Raven, thank you so much for the support. Hey! This is my investment in the new RPG show. Sounds fantastic. Oh, thank you so, thank much. you so much. Very much appreciated. Um, yeah,
1: and just so you know, before we get too far into this topic, we'll be playing Magic after this. Yes. Uh, it's kind of a learning game for me. So if if we're hitting that goal today, it means maybe dropping a small tip here here and there when you can, uh, because I don't know how much you guys are gonna want to mess with me while I'm learning. Uh, prove me wrong. I don't tear know. him apart. But back to it. What are we talking about with Wonder Woman?
0: Uh, Yeah, so Wonder Woman officially announced that it's going to be moved to December 25th, 2020. It is now, I think, the fourth or fifth time that movie has moved. It's releasing officially a week after Dune is slated to release, which is supposed to release on December 18th. A lot of conversations happening right now whether or not Dune is going to stay in that date or if it's going to move. Yeah. Uh, The trailer that came out, I still haven't watched the whole trailer. The Dune trailer? But I went to the very end of the title card and it doesn't say in theaters december 18th. So Warner Brothers has been doing this quite a bit with with some of their newer movie trailers where they don't where they very they can move the date. Yeah, where they, they very strategically don't post the date. Sure. Uh so that way they can move it if they need to and they can just like rebrand the trailer and put like okay, officially it's coming out on this day. Mm-hmm. I would be really sad to see to not see Dune come out this year. But I totally understand why. It's very obvious. I shouldn't have to explain why. Yeah. Um, if it if it means that the movie gets pushed to summer next year or, the, or Christmas 2021, so be it. Sure. Um, I, I think Tenet has also the the monetary sort of whatever the money has made, the movie has made so far in terms of the box office has also obviously been a huge influence. Yep. We've talked about ad nauseum how the movie... Is going to have a very up, b- very much an uphill battle to make five hundred million dollars. Yeah. Without them releasing on some sort of Pivot system, so I think that this is you know, a, this is why this movie has now moved into the December slate. But we talked about yesterday how like flu season is on the way. Yeah. You know, we're heading into it's that like, fall weather.
1: It's gonna be yeah. Uh, I mean, there was um, Fauci was just saying today everyone should be ready to hunker down this fall yeah. as flu season approaches. So, yeah, interesting times, huh?
0: Very interesting and look, I completely understand why you wouldn't want to put a movie like Wonder Woman or Tenet on on a, you know, pivot system. I get it. Yeah, you spent a shitload of money to make this movie. You either just have to like bite the bullet and just move it, yeah, to a next to the following year or you have or if you're like very like dead set on releasing it on 20 in 2020, drive-ins theaters that are open i guess and then a pvod yeah because i think most of us are going, going to I'll, I'll, here's my perfect scenario if wonder woman comes out on christmas and it's available in all markets regardless if their theaters are open or not in a drive-in situation and then you know three weeks later it gets put out on like digital streaming yeah i will and i i this is just me. I will go watch it in a drive-in, and three weeks later, I will buy it on digital. Yeah. You know? And I know that's not going to be the case for everybody, and I totally understand that. I mean,
1: if I like it, I'd do the same. Yeah. yeah like and I, I'm really stoked for this movie. Yeah. I think I'm going to like it. Yeah.
0: I really enjoyed the first Wonder Woman movie, mm-hmm. and I don't think there will be a lot of people who will watch it, love it, and then be like, I'm not going to buy it yeah. three weeks later. Like, you probably would. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really frustrating to me, and... I understand Warner Brothers wanting to be one of the studios that helps theaters open back up and I understand from a business perspective of trying to get these movies out into a theater and I understand wanting to help theaters open back up and get people employed again. I understand, I understand, I understand. Although if numbers go up because of COVID again, it just means that theaters are going to shut back down. Mm-hmm. You know. So, I don't know. It's and it's not a, like it's not an easy decision. It's easy to say to just, like, not put the movie out. Right. Um, it's
1: easy for us to say. Yeah. Uh, but it's also, like, w- a movie theater, I've said this several times, is, like, maybe the worst possible thing I could yeah. imagine for where you should be in a pandemic. pandemic.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: How many times we got to say that? It's the
0: same thing, like, indoor dining. It's, like, how many times, like, how, how many times do we have to say it? You mm-hmm. know, at this point, it's, like, look, Warner Brothers, just open it on December 25th. If the theaters are open in certain cities, fine. If the theaters are not open, just put in the drive in. Yeah. Just do it, dude. Why, why, like, why do this thing with tenant where you're just constantly, like, moving the boundary line and, like, tiptoeing around the mm-hmm. problem to be like, well, we'll do it if you have theaters open. But if you don't have theaters open, we're not going to give it to you. Oh, actually, we need to make money. So I guess we should put in drive ins. Just open the damn movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and let people decide what they want to do if they want to go to the theater, drive in, or watch it at home. Like, yeah. Let, let people decide totally um, you know so you know that is what it is but it's it's a bummer to see that movie moved around so much and reshuffled but it's it's what's to be expected in 2020 yeah like man we expect it yeah I'm just not like surprised the end of this year is just like we're just getting beaten by you know COVID and fires and now we've got this crazy election that's coming mm-hmm. and you know it's just like so much stuff so uh, you know like we should definitely prioritize people's health first and foremost no matter what yeah Thank you for coming to my TED talk.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm stoked for this movie, uh, but I can wait as long as I need to to watch it. Yeah,
0: I agree. I agree. Uh, yeah, I would love to know everybody else's thoughts, though. Yeah, I think that's one of the most important things about these conversations that we have is I'm always curious to see what the audience has to say about it because I know we have people in our audience where the theaters in your cities are open. Uh, are you going to the theater? will you go to the theater to watch this movie? Or are you like, nah, I'm cool, I can wait on digital or I will go to a, drive, a drive-in a drive theater to watch this movie. You know, yeah, some people are saying they're happy to wait, you know, and I'm like, I'm not gonna fault anybody if they're like, I'm gonna go to a theater. I'm like, hey man, if the theater's open, and you have the option to go and you feel safe, then go. I'm not gonna stop you. Yeah. You know, it's just like, it's not my, it's not my preferred choice in 2020. Yeah. I'm gonna wait. Give us some time, give baby. A little time. A little time. A little time. I
1: feel that, dude. I feel that.
0: Yeah, yeah. see a lot of people are saying, not going to the theater, yeah. drive in, you know, all kinds of stuff.
1: Well, and mm. we have the smartest, we have the smartest audience on the internet, so yeah, it's they're, true. They're, they're, they're smart people. It's true. It's, uh, true. it's true. I, yeah, and going along with that, not to, you know, dwell on this too long, but yeah. going along with that, I have been, see- and just seeing that uh, 70% of theaters are open in the U.S. Yeah. Um. I keep seeing friends, you know, I would say more like acquaintances, people I haven't unfollowed yet. Right. Uh, But (laughs) people I knew from, like, school and stuff in the middle of the country. Uh uh, Not to shit on any state in the middle of the country. That's just their current location. I was very surprised that they are, like, eating indoors next to other people. (laughs) And I'm just like, what happened? Yeah. Did everyone just get tired?
0: It's fascinating to me how much of that stuff I've seen – and people mm-hmm. are kind of, it makes it seem like people are like, nah, I'm yeah. over the pandemic. It's like, yeah, the, but the pandemic doesn't stop I'm hurting never people. I'm never
1: going to say any names or anything, but it's like, it's people that I know from school who, you know, we both, you know, we were in the film industry. So we went to school in the Midwest and then we moved to LA and now they're visiting home a lot and they're eating at these restaurants. And I'm just like, this is so stupid. What, what are you doing? Yeah stop doing that because that is exactly what you should, should not, not be do. Doing, yeah, and it's the same thing with this like 70% of movie theaters like it needs to be 100% or no percent right. we are like a country where people can move around very easily <laughs> yeah. so these uh, I mean, people we, we, in we, these areas where there's yeah. 30% of movie movie theaters are closed are going to go to those theaters and they're probably coming from a place it's closed there because there's a lot of people sick so a lot of those sick people are going to go where all the healthy people are yep. anyway you guys should play uh, <laughs> play more strategy board games, and that's the problem. Is no one in no the one US, plays enough risk? No one plays enough real-time strategy games to understand how this stuff affects. You got to play. Everyone should play Civ Six. Okay, everyone, download Civ Six and see how your actions affect the globe. All right, Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> I mean, when I go to San Diego, uh, I go to my family's house. I go to one friend's house, and we socially distance in their backyard. Yeah. That's it. I don't, yeah. I don't go anywhere there's, else. And there's
1: very responsible ways to see friends yeah, and family Totally. Right now. Yeah, it's totally. just like, like going out to eat and going to movie theaters around strangers who you can't verify where they've been. And they may have been in Los Angeles, one of the biggest hot spots. Yeah. Uh, don't do it. Yep. You can... Yep. Nearly guarantee that someone in this restaurant has been to Los Angeles or New York in the last two
0: weeks. Mm-hmm.
1: In most places where you go, depending on you know how rural you are, but yeah. Anyway, anyway, we don't have to we don't have to rant too much. I didn't want to go off on that tangent. I'm just very surprised to see that st- statistic that nearly seventy percent of movie theaters have reopened. That's crazy. yeah,
0: and some of them are going to be in the OC, and I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, no. That's close to (laughs) here.
1: They're going to go there. Uh, anyway, you want to talk about some other positive yeah, stuff? Yeah, uh, so dude. <laughs> we'll, we'll go at that first one. Don Bluth. Uh, I don't know if any of y'all saw this, but the 82-year-old animator behind Land Before Time and like The Secret of Nim and lots of other-
0: American Tale. American Tale. Yeah. Lots
1: of awesome stuff. He's planning to launch- This guy is 82 years old and a legend already. He's planning to launch the Don Bluth Studios uh, to usher in the renaissance of hand-drawn animation with new characters, new ideas and new cartoons. So Don Bluth, 82 years old, has been sitting at home, the curmudgeon that he is, probably being <laughs> like, look at all this, look like at all this, CG at all this shit. 3D CG <laughs> computer, uh, and he's being like, we're going to bring back hand-drawn shit. So he's starting his new studio, Don Bluth Studios, uh, with one of its first projects being Bluth Fables, based on multiple short stories, simulated nursery rhymes, and Aesop Fables, and these are written by Bluth himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, <coughs> on top of that, Netflix. So this is uh, Netflix is currently working on an adaptation of Don Bluth's game Dragons Lair mm-hmm. uh, from the eighties. Uh, this dragon Dragons Lair game, many of you are probably aware of it. Netflix is working on a live action adaptation of this mm, movie uh, right now, uh, and uh, the that sort of started off as a Kickstarter project. Uh, and the guy that was heading the Kickstarter, um, he is now high up at this Don Bluth Studios. Oh. Uh, I can't remember his name. He's going to be high up at that studio. So he's been uh, working with Don Bluth for several years now. He's going to be basically heading up all operations. So, Lee. That's the guy. Yep. Uh, he uh, Now, here's my question. How is this ever going to work? <laughs> <laughs> I really, really want it to. Yeah. Uh. But I just don't know how it
0: will. Yeah.
1: If you were to pitch this to me, how would you pitch it to me? That's how, like, how is this going to work? That's an
0: excellent question. Where does it
1: where does it air? Yeah. Uh, where do the, Where do these hand drawn animation series movies? Where do they air? Mm-hmm. Uh, who's paying for them and how? Right. Is it you know? Is there advertisement in between? Is Cartoon Network going to pick these up? Mm-hmm. Um, because animation, we love the look of hand drawn animation, but there were reasons for moving away from it right uh it's it's very time consuming and expensive it just takes so long Mm -hmm. and also our our kids and and viewers like are like as a like large-scale viewership audience we've gotten used to a certain style Mm -hmm. and hand-drawn isn't it so i don't know how like willing kids are gonna be to watching this kind of thing i don't know yeah
0: yeah it's really tough because like you know i or I shouldn't say I, I think we all generally love hand-drawn animation because mm-hmm. a lot of us grew up on it because we grew up at a time where digital technology was not necessarily at that point yet where yeah. everything was CG animated. I
1: love hand-drawn animation. Yeah,
0: I love it. I think it's beautiful. I mean, look at so yeah. many other amazing Prefer it. Like everything. Everything that was animated before, you know, the, the early 2000s where a lot of stuff started heading into the CG world. But I agree. I I, I wonder if we're going to go back to this hand-drawn process what tool sets will they be using to help not necessarily speed it up but mm-hmm. to not slow them down right you know is the is 100% of what you see on screen going to be hand-drawn right or is it going to be a mixture of hand-drawn characters with animated like CG backgrounds that look hand-drawn mm-hmm. like where are we kind that's, of like that's a good question showing the line
1: because Um, A lot of workflow and animation can be taken care of by one person Mm -hmm. uh, with just processes. You know, I I can color this character the same color uh, every time by just using, you know, processes and commands. But uh, like an actual like legit hand-drawn animation, somebody's going to have to go through and color in these lines and stuff. So is that something that can be, uh, you know... I don't know. Can that yeah. be streamlined? And yeah. Can, or is that a team of like you know? Is this going to be like a huge studio of animators that are cranking stuff out right. all the time?
0: Yeah. I mean, you look at comic books, right? So you look at stuff that like Marvel, DC. You know, some of these bigger companies do. It's it's still, as far as I know, most like I would say the majority of it is still you know hand drawn, mm-hmm. hand drawn artists going in. Pencil to paper, doing these amazing sketches mm-hmm. and these beautiful works of art, right? But then from there, it's pretty much a digital process. Yeah,
1: they take it into a computer and a colorist still works on it, but it's a much faster yeah, process. Yeah, I,
0: I know one of the colorists at DC and, like, yeah, he's 100% coloring it, you know, mm-hmm. in the computer.
1: And do you consider that hand drawn or do you consider that computer? Right, because, you
0: know, the person who's inking it. I think that's kind of like a mixture. Mm. Like some of people are probably doing it still by hand. I would say a lot of people are going over it digitally in Photoshop mm. and like inking it digitally. So it's like at what point like at what point do you draw do you just say like, okay, it makes no sense for us to have somebody hand draw this if we can just have somebody do it digitally. I mean obviously a company like Marvel DC, they can afford to do it uh to a certain extent. Yeah but like if you're an indie creator You're probably not likely going to hand, unless you're doing the whole process yourself. Yeah. You're probably going to do it like in Photoshop. Yeah. Create it. You're probably going to do some like rough sketches on paper. Right. But you're going to do majority of the work in a computer. Yeah. I mean, just using like a Wacom
1: tablet and having a pen that can like switch between brush sizes and stuff. Yeah. And like having preset colors and stuff it like it increases your workflow and your productivity by so much mm-hmm. so a lot of people have moved that direction yeah. i don't know i don't know an artist that even like shuns that away these days yeah
0: yeah I mean, I'm I'm obviously like super interested to see this sort of stuff. Like, I love, hand, yeah, like yeah, we all oh love hand drawn animation. I want to see
1: it. I love that. I'm just I'm like wondering about the feasibility.
0: Of yeah, it. and I and I agree with like, where's this going to go? Is it, will this be something that Netflix picks up? Will this be something that like you know an, an Amazon type? Like, yeah, which one of these streaming services will pick this this sort of content up? It would be cool if you know Nickelodeon. Or, but I guess it also depends on the content itself. Uh, you know what it is yeah but yeah i want to see more of this type of stuff but i wonder at what point a studio and or producing you know team or whoever's handling sort of like the money the investment part of it is like yeah uh is this more like are we biting off more than we can chew you know yeah. it's tough because i think primal the Gendi series Gandhi did all like, you know, he well, he didn't do all of it. He did all of like the master keyframes for it. Yeah. And then a company in France ended up doing all the in-betweens. But like, how much of that was like hand done versus how much right. of it is like digital? Totally. Uh, you know, and I think there's a lot of consideration. For that I mean, sort there's of stuff.
1: some there's some really interesting stuff here. Uh, Don Bluth is saying the company will be very transparent, showcasing and updating the public with concept art, pencil tests, model sheets, animatics, and much, much more. And I'm like, if that's part of like this channel or yeah. wh- wherever this plans to live, I want to watch that too. Because apparently totally. this Laval Lee or uh, Lavelle, Laval, I'm not really quite sure how to say that. Uh, so Laval Lee is going to be vice president, mm-hmm. but he first started started studying with Bluth in 2009 and is the man behind several blogs and websites, including traditional animation, mm-hmm. a resource on all things hand-drawn animation and it's like if that is like peppered in with these series then I'm very interested in that too
0: yeah the uh, the article that you linked to on uh, on Cartoon Brew actually has a link to a YouTube video Mm -hmm. of Lavelle Lee like doing uh, I don't know if it's a tutorial I don't have the sound on so I don't know He's showing you the process of like cleaning up the frame and stuff, and it looks like he was streaming it on Twitch. So, oh,
1: cool! Yeah, I I mean, they said live streams. I assume YouTube, but
0: yeah. But I I would love something like that where you have a very behind-the-scenes process Mm -hmm. uh, or look into the process of how they make these things. Love that. That'd be so cool. Yeah, it'd be amazing. If that
1: were a channel, I would eat it up. But I still don't know that a wider audience would. Right. Uh, so, maybe this is something where they just put out series like maybe who, Amazon. Do you want to buy this? Yeah, uh, Netflix. You want this one? Cartoon Network.
0: They don't, they, uh, they also don't mention like the length of these things, right? Yeah, so they, don't. they um, could be these like five minute shorts, these like or they Pixar could be, style, they could shorts. be like
1: miniseries. Like, mm-hmm. Over the Garden Wall is a great example of like this was a, uh, a very, like, I, I kind of a longer form miniseries. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I want to see more of this type of stuff, and I think there is for sure an audience out there for this sort of thing. Uh, I guess our question mostly comes from like the feasibility, mm-hmm. the time, the business, yeah, the business. Like side we all want to
1: see it, but it's just like, are you sure? Yeah. Uh, but you know, maybe this guy's got half a billion dollars, and he's like, no, I'm sure, <laughs> and I'll I'll f- uh, front the bill.
0: Yeah, yeah, and because you know, like, I feel like right now we're kind of at that point where giving you a behind-the-scenes look of, like, how movies are made, not only, I don't want to say only will work for these types of movies, but mm-hmm. it's, like, a Marvel DC Star Wars. Yeah. You know, those are going to be the biggest benefactors of that sort of audience. Right. Um, but, like, yeah, Don Bluth, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. And but like, interested to see it more.
1: I have a lot of questions regarding the animation process, and I'd love to see that. Yeah, You know? I think, and I think a lot of people don't quite know some of the shortcuts that hand-drawn animation like that they take. Yeah. There's this. There's this place down Ventura Boulevard. I can't remember Van Eaton maybe studios. Mm. Have you heard of this? No. They take old um, cells from uh, Disney movies, mm. and you can you can get these cells like background plates and stuff from oh, like no literally hand-drawn cells from the movie. What? I bought one from Oliver and Company, and it's what? dope. What? Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's a thing. You can go to their uh Van Eaton galleries. Yeah, I think they have an online store though. Or are they closed for good? I could see them closing for good because it's a very like. Very
0: what you got thing. here? I'm about to go do some shopping. Yeah. I, I one thing that I miss from the Warner Brothers store is they used to have all that stuff. Yeah, they used to have like all, a bunch of their art that you could buy mm-hmm. from all the shows that they used to. So do. So the
1: cell though, it's like it's basically like a uh, transparent mm-hmm. piece of uh, piece of plastic that yeah. they would. Um, uh, paint a background onto so that they could kind of move it around, yep. and the backgrounds can do like the parallax kind of thing, where it's like the background's moving at a different rate than the yeah. foreground. Uh, it was, it's all very interesting how they've streamlined some of that stuff.
0: They have a ton of stuff from Justice League. Yo, am I about to go buy some stuff? Oh, shit. Don't make me spend money. <laughs> oh, dude, that place is awesome. John
1: Runyotis showed it to me, and I was like, oh, what? I have to buy something. But it's all like $300, $400 because yeah. they're like legit yeah, from originals. the movie. Yeah, yeah originals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, very cool Pretty place. Pretty awesome, yeah. Well, uh, what's up next? Oh, uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about this. Um, have you guys heard about this uh, The Harder They Fall movie coming to Netflix? So apparently this has already been announced, and it, it was announced that Jonathan Majors and Idris Elba, Jonathan Majors of uh, – Lovecraft Country. If you've been watching Lovecraft Country, mm-hmm. uh, they've revealed this like very star-studded cast today. It's dope. <laughs> it sounds so dope. So The Heart of They Fall is a uh, it's a black western film coming to Netflix, uh, and they it has Jay Z attached as a producer, yeah. and the director being. Uh, uh james samuel. james samuel uh his pseudonym is the bullets and he's like a british singer songwriter this guy's like 41 and has never yeah. like directed a movie before Crazy. but apparently his music is and his videos are very like visual yeah. and written from sort of like a uh visual standpoint oh nice but anyway he's he's the director but this cast that they revealed today we've got jonathan majors and idris elba are like the leads uh but now zazie beats uh, Delroy Lindo, Lakeith Stanfield, Daniel Deadweiler, R.J. Seiler, and Regina King have been added. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> what?
0: That's an amazing cast. <laughs> this is cast. a dope cast.
1: So, and like, you get people like oh, any of these actors. Yeah. These are actors that only i believe these are actors that typically only sign on to films with a dope script yeah i think that they have a lot of confidence in this yeah. project
0: it, so they also put the the log line is in here and it says in this western outlaw nate love jonathan majors discovers that his enemy rufus buck idris elba is being released from prison so he reunites his game to track rufus down and seek revenge And i'm like I'm down for a Black Western revenge that story. Sounds awesome. Uh, sounds amazing. And with this cast, I'm super pumped about this movie. I had not even heard of this. Had you? No. Yeah, me neither. I saw a headline that was talking about R.J. Seiler being in a new movie, but I didn't know it was yeah. this. Uh, he, he was the Blue Power Ranger in the Power Rangers uh, mm-hmm. remake. But, um, look, you put Regina King, Delroy Lindo, and Lakeith Stanfield in a movie. dude. And I say, how high do I jump? Because... Yeah. I love those actors. And then you add some of these other amazing actors. Oh, I've been
1: really, really impressed with Jonathan Majors in Lovecraft Country. Have, yeah. you, been, have you
0: been watching that? Uh, we watched the first two episodes, yeah. so I haven't seen past that. But he was he was great in the first he's two episodes. like so
1: like, genuine. Yeah. Like, he feels like a real person. And he's yeah. super expressive with his face. I'm like, whoa, you make me understand exactly what you want.
0: Yeah, yeah. Very good actor. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think right now on paper, all of this sounds awesome, and this cast is amazing. The concept is amazing. Um, and also, like, Regina King was incredible in the Watchmen mm-hmm. series, um, she's actually so good. she's actually has a new movie that she has coming out that she directed. It's a directorial debut. Nice. Um, let me look it up really quick.
1: Oh, Snorpin' Bass, you can admit that you like the recent Power Rangers movie here. That is, we are a very Power Rangers positive community here. We loved it. You liked that movie, didn't you?
0: I did not. But you didn't it's like fine. that Power Rangers movie. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shame you for liking it if that's what you're worried Get about. Get out of here! I yeah. didn't like it. Uh, it's I called One it. Night in Miami and uh, Regina King was the director it's her directorial debut also has like a great cast of Cast of actors Leslie Odom Jr. is in it. Uh, Aldous Hodge was in it, isn't it? Who was great in Invisible Man. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it's got really good reviews. It's supposed to be really a really good What's movie. What's it called? It is called One Night in Miami. All right, Ditto. The Collider reviews, uh, the headline of the Collider review says A quartet of talented actors dazzle in Regina King's directorial debut. That's dope. So, I'm very excited to check this out. I believe Netflix One has picked Miami. this up. I Love could it. be wrong um but yeah i i uh i really want to see this movie and regina king is is awesome and she was amazing in Watchmen, and you know a lot of other stuff that she's done as well she's been she's been great so yeah yeah, aldous hodge is awesome i love aldous hodge he was so good in the invisible man uh really 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 solid so yeah i mean the news of this movie really has me excited because i i love the cast i love the people involved uh i'm very interested to see what a new director at 41 can do with a cast like this. Yeah, right? With Jay-Z in his back corner. Like,
1: so cool. Yeah. Uh, I love seeing stuff like that of people getting into it late because it makes me think, oh, maybe I could too. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Maybe if I keep just working on my dreams, someday they'll happen.
0: Look, I'm not going to lie. Lucas and I sit here fairly often. We talk about things that we want to like write and Mm -hmm. direct and uh, Mm -hmm. just like conceptual, like bring to life. Yeah. A lot of these concepts that we have. Yeah, that we want to do. I
1: also love seeing a director come in from because I went to film school, guys, and I know a lot of people that went to film school that are just um uh they they almost overcomplicate directing because yeah. they're like you know I went to film school and I'm a savant. At, you right? Know, being pretentious. Uh, I love seeing a director come in with a different perspective who is like an artist but in mm-hmm. a different realm because yeah like, you know tell these actors what you want and yeah. you know uh, how do you want this movie to look from yeah. your point of view, I have seen a lot of movies like that that I liked
0: yeah and like that's why I get excited when I hear names like Nia da Costa, who before making Candyman I have no clue what movies she's made mm-hmm. um I think she has like one other feature film that she's done but then she gets announced to do Captain Marvel the mm-hmm. sequel and I'm like cool this is like I'm very excited to see the independent stages of what this director could do mm-hmm. to then follow it up with like Candyman which is not it's not a huge property, right? But it's big enough and it's well known enough that you have to give it to somebody that you trust. And with Jordan Peele producing, I'm like, great. There's like a support group yeah. here. I'm excited about it. Yeah. To then have that director be approached to be like, hey, let's have you direct Captain Marvel two. I'm like, great. There's confidence. Mm-hmm. There's a there's obviously a good director, a talented director. Yeah. And I think when you kind of get sucked into the Marvel world, you know, yeah. it is very much a like committee group of people making those movies yeah at the same time you don't get a black panther without somebody like ryan coogler right. you know so i totally. like i get excited when i see these types of directors who come from this indie filmmaking world mm-hmm. yeah david f sandberg is another example of that um who did shazam but he came from yeah, like we lights out this like very small indie budget mm-hmm. uh type of filmmaking i like that more than having like yeah, pretentious filmmakers coming in and being like,
1: "Well, here's my vision. Here's my vision for the movie. Yeah.
0: And I want to do this. And I'm just mm. like, just fucking go to." You direct see, the I have a and... certain
1: style that I yeah. put in all my movies. Yeah, like, yeah. And it's like I've seen your movie a, a hundred times. Then <laughs> yeah,
0: it's the same shit you smell. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So yeah, it makes me very excited. So I, I yeah, and I love that. And I hope we get to see more of that type of stuff. So anyway,
1: yeah, yeah, I'm pretty stoked about the harder they fall
0: yeah very excited about that
1: i don't they i didn't see anything about a release date but i'm assuming mm-hmm. probably sometime next year
0: probably yeah. if they're just like if they're just rounding out their cast yeah it's and uh, getting ready to start some yeah some shooting. and also you know now we have all these like guidelines and things we have to mm-hmm. follow so who knows how long that's gonna you know make the the filmmaking process of the whole thing yeah uh go down but we'll see you know we'll see we'll see uh i was really excited about this feature that disney plus is demoing yeah. until i found out that it's being demoed in only canada right now <laughs> then i was like oh, motherfucker come on well let's give it to canada because lots of stuff that we stream Canada's like we don't
1: we don't have that yeah we can't join your watch along <laughs> yeah. adam sorry it, dude. it doesn't stream in canada <laughs> yeah so canada can have this so one.
0: disney plus is experimenting with something they're calling group watch which is no different than like watch parties or watch alongs or whatever uh they're, they've currently rolled out this feature in Canada, and Group Watch allows up to six users to view a single stream of a movie or TV show. They have plans to roll it out in the fall to other territories. I'm assuming one of those territories will likely be the United States. Um, this is a great idea. This is a great idea, and I think like more streaming services should have these things.
1: Yeah, because a lot of these streaming services have a third-party client unaffiliated that is just doing this. Yeah. It's like, why don't you just own this? Yeah, exactly. I don't know how many millions of dollars it would take, but I think it's very worth it. Yeah. To be like, hey, mom, get Netflix. Like, I don't know how many uh, how many other people could you get to sign up for this thing if you're right. like, hey, we could watch Netflix together if you get it. We can yeah. sync, a, like, it'll sync up if it'll just put us in the same party and we can do a watch party.
0: Yeah, and so, like, this, this feature, this group watch feature, it works for anybody as long as they have a Disney Plus account. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives any person on the group Watch control of the player, and they did say that <laughs> that would get annoying with my friends. Yeah, it, would, it probably would get a little bit annoying. But uh, they, it did also say that in order to, for it to like remain in sync, there might be times where if your connection kind of hiccups, yeah, it might sense. bounce you forward totally. to catch up with the stream. But yeah, I like for me personally, I would love more features like this on HBO Max, Netflix. You know, Amazon now has it. Whether it's Twitch Watch Party or Amazon just has their own Watch Party feature. Mm-hmm. I want more of this type of stuff because if I can sync up with my friends and we can all watch Tenet or Wonder Woman eighty four or Bill and Ted, sounds like an awesome together. Time. Yeah, like yeah, man, I would love to do it, and then we can all like have conversations about the movie. Like a great I think time. that would be really really fun. Yeah, uh, I know Movies Anywhere also has that feature, and I think with Movies Anywhere, I believe it's possible that you can watch it off of like one account. So like if I have it. I can watch it with, like, my family or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but even so, I think if, you know, if people are required to have these streaming services, maybe people will be a little bit more encouraged to get them if they can watch it with other people as opposed to just, like, being in a vacuum and watching the, watching it alone. Netflix used to have a party mode on Xbox 360. You sat in a theater with your friends, avatars, and it was really cool. I remember that. I do I remember had, that, yeah. You know? I had
1: forgotten about that. It was really cool. Uh, it was kind of dumb, though, because it, like, limited some of it... Took some of the screen down just so you could uh, have that it. little overlay with your friends, but it was yeah. cool. It was really cool. Yeah, and
0: we like we've known over the years plenty of third-party tools that people have created. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to use one back in the day when we did our watch-alongs with yeah. people. I forget what it was called. Uh, I have the like extension. show show something 3D or show? I forget what it was called. Yeah, but there's been plenty of those things that have been attempted by third party. But I don't understand why these streaming services don't just like fully in- incorporated into their pipeline. Yeah. I think if people have the opportunity to watch it together, like, why would you not? Mm-hmm. And I get it if Especially you're... Especially like
1: bingeable stuff, yeah. that, like stuff that's highly anticipated yeah. when it drops. Man, I'd, I'd love to be like, hey, I know you guys can't come over but like hop on in my party so we can yeah. watch this together.
0: And you know, we do our we do our uh, our Discord watch-alongs and that's me kind of like doing it my way Yeah, uh, to be able to have people watch it with me. And I don't know what it looks like to our audience when they jump into those watch-alongs because I know it outputs at 720p at 30 frames per second. I have no clue what that looks like to you. I don't know if it's jumpy. I don't know if the volume's good. Mm. I don't know what the stream quality actually is, like if it's a good representation of the movie. Uh, I know we watched Goonies and some people were like, oh, dude, this actually looks really good. So I'm like, Hmm. okay, so it looks good, I guess. Nice. Um, But imagine if we could all just jump into a Netflix watch-along of Stranger Things together and if you have... High internet speeds and you have 4K enabled on your Netflix, then you could like just watch it in 4K, and you'd That'd be awesome. Yeah, you wouldn't have to rely on me to send you a feed that's yeah. like in 720 at 30 frames. Right. Um, but I want to see more of this stuff, and I would love to be able to do things natively with our audience, where we don't have to have these like workarounds. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people in our audience, for sure, have Netflix. I would say second they have Amazon Prime Video. Yeah. And then third, it's going to be a toss up between HBO Max, CBS All Access, Disney Plus. You know, so like I would love that opportunity to be able to watch stuff together where we don't have to like do these like weird workarounds. Yeah. You know, but that would uh, be
1: nice to not have to go out to some other developer who made it. Right. uh, And it's not supported actually.
0: Yeah. And just again, it just gets a little frustrating when it's like. I want to do more community based stuff, but I want the platforms to support those sorts of things. Yeah. So when we do it, it's not like, Ooh, don't tell anybody that we're doing these things. Mm-hmm. It's just like, we can just do it. And it's not a big freaking deal because there's nothing, uh, there's nothing more frustrating than that whole like workaround thing. So, yeah, but I hope it shows up. I hope we get it in the fall. I, I would love to then be able to do more stuff where I watch stuff because like Hector for example he watches a ton of the Disney Plus stuff mm-hmm. I am extremely behind like the next I thing I have that... watched
1: almost anything yeah other.
0: same like the Mandalorian is the only thing I I've watched watch from beginning yep. to end but like Mandalorian for example is a perfect opportunity to like launch this thing in the United States totally dude and like imagine like we could watch it live with our audience yeah with people who have Disney Plus yeah and it'd be
1: great I want to know what party size limitations are
0: uh On, it said, on the article, it says the limit is six users. Okay. Which is, like, not very many. Yeah, that's not many. Yeah, which means that, like, we could watch it, like, you, me, like, everybody in this house could watch it. And Mm -hmm. then we could have, like, Augustine and Hector watch it with us. Yeah. And that's kind of it. With the audience, we'd have to, like, figure something out. Um, but I would love to do something like that for Mandalorian Season 2 where we could like watch it with people and like film it or whatever the hell the case may be. Like, I don't know. I think that would be fun to do that sort of stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we'll see how this feature rolls out and how it sort of uh, evolves and what things they add to it, what features they add to it. I, I love that stuff and I want to see more of that sort of stuff. So I hope that we get more of it. Me too. That's,
1: it's, a, it's a great idea. I think it's the next like one of the next steps to getting like spreading out this platform to more users.
0: Yeah, totally. Any
1: any platform, honestly.
0: Yeah. And I would love to know, and I don't know if we'll actually see some official numbers from Twitch, how the Twitch watch parties have been doing. Uh, I think also, I think there's also limitation to like what movies that they can do these Mm -hmm. things with. Totally. I think if like Twitch was able to just open, completely open its entire library of stuff that they own, um you know it'd be awesome it'd yeah. be awesome for us to be able to watch more stuff absolutely do you watch any of the Marvel cartoons on Disney plus I have not admittedly I would love to watch more of it I know that there's X-Men now you know there's yeah. so much of the stuff that Disney didn't previously own uh time time's no time. a factor no time no time I restarted uh Earth's mightiest
1: Heroes the other night but mm. I can't remember if that was Disney plus or Netflix. So I'll just go to my Roku and search uh, mm. where like what I want to watch. I know will it,
0: just pop up. I know it is on Disney Plus. I probably watched it on Disney so, Plus because yeah. I,
1: I don't think it's on Netflix anymore.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of that stuff has now moved over to Disney Plus mm. since uh, you know all those things have changed. So I got re-inspired
1: to uh, watch Earth's Mightiest Heroes after the uh, Avengers read through. Oh really? I love that show and it's, yeah. it's so good with the with the uh the handling of the avengers over three seasons yeah
0: speaking of avengers uh if you guys have not seen the trailer that came out for avengers that was directed by jordan vote roberts who is the director of kong skull island mm-hmm. and uh, he's directing the metal the upcoming metal gear solid remake or yeah. the big screen adaptation i guess uh he directed a trailer for the game it is it's awesome. awesome it's dope It's It's, so cool. I'm like, why was this not the trailer that you debuted for this game? Yeah, it's so good. This is the worst idea that you didn't launch this game with this trailer. Uh, It's fucking bananas. Like, he makes it look like an animated movie. Yeah. It's very good. It's got a lot of, like, tonally, it looks like Avengers... It looks like it could live in the endgame Infinity War world Mm -hmm. uh, or, like, the Joss Whedon first movie. It's dope. Like, if we didn't have to worry about DMCA stuff... I would play it right now for it's you. It's freaking rad, But man. I would definitely check it out. If you go to his Twitter account, he has it posted on there. Or if you do a YouTube search, Marvel's Avengers, colon, time to assemble CG spot, it's rad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's probably the coolest trailer for this game that we've had. Uh, it's very beautifully done. It's it's very stylized. And I'm like, dude, this is the game that I want to play. Where's 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 this game? Uh, it looks really, really rad. So I would check that out. It was really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think that's gonna do it for us on this Fryer episode. Hey, happy Friday, guys. Happy Friday. Stick around. We're Have gonna yourself play, a coffee.
1: We're going to play Magic the Gathering yeah. here in a minute. Uh, we're going to be playing some um, uh, mono decks. I don't know what any of that means. So stick around and uh, help me know what that means. And you can tip and make it weird and stuff, and it's going to be a fun time. Everything's a fun time at Hyper RPG. So don't leave.
0: Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Don't if leave. You leave, we're gonna, he's going to eat everything.
1: Don't go anywhere.